This is Indianapolis coach, Reggie Wayne, and you're listening to the For the Culture podcast. This is the For the Culture podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. The Colts finally make a decision on Malik Hooker's fifth-year option. We were the final team with the final player drafted in the first round of 2017 to make a decision on what we were going to do with that fifth-year option, and the Colts ultimately decide to decline him that fifth year last year Ballard did not hesitate to offer Ryan Kelly the fifth year this year he waits till the last minute to decline Malik Hooker of the fifth year option so Jason and I we're going to go back and forth trying to figure out the positives trying to figure out the negatives on not bringing Malik Hooker back for 2021 setting him to be a free agent after this season I don't get this at all I had a question on the, about this on the Q&A, and, and, and I tried to answer it then, and I, and I couldn't, and I still can't answer it now. It doesn't really make any sense to me on any level. The only thing I can think of is there's stuff that we don't know about that's gone on, because otherwise, just on the surface, this doesn't make any sense. There's literally no real drawback to giving him the fifth year. By not giving it to him, it's I mean, obviously, I don't see any way Malik Hooker's a cold after this year. I mean, how do you how do you play with with a team that basically said you weren't good enough to get a fifth year? Like, I, I just I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I didn't. I thought a lot about it, and I still don't understand it. So, I'm sure Chris Ballard has a great reason, but I have no idea what that reason is, and I don't think I'll ever know, or at least not until, I mean, down the line probably. So. Very odd to me. I did think that drafting Julian Blackman kind of tipped his hand a little bit. I thought maybe he really sees Blackman as the guy that's going to come in and play that spot. I'm not sure how great a fit Malik Hooker is in this defense because you have to be able to to really tackle. And Blackman, I think, is going to be a stud, and I, I, you know, I'll stand by that. But the thing that I just don't understand is he's still recovering from an ACL injury that he got in the, I think the PAC 12 championship. So I just don't see the upside to this. You're putting kind of pressure on Blackman to come back faster. I think in a way, I I don't know, man, I've looked at this and thought about it so much in the last few days. And I don't see, I like, can you think of a positive? The only positive I can I mean, think I of can't. is putting Malik Hooker's back against the wall. If they thought he was too comfortable and they didn't think he was working hard enough and they wanted to put pressure on him. But at this point, like you said before, if you decline that fifth year, no matter how well he plays this year, it's unlikely for him to be back in Indianapolis unless he plays really well right out the gates. They like what they see from him over the summer and they offer him a long-term extension the first five weeks of the season. But as they were getting closer and closer to the deadline today, I saw some fans saying, I think this might mean they're working out a long-term deal. It doesn't work like that. You look at Kansas City. They offered Patrick Mahomes. They didn't hesitate. Do any of us think that they're not going to eventually give Patrick Mahomes a long-term contract? Last year, Ballard didn't hesitate with Ryan Kelly, and he's going into the fifth year of his rookie contract in 2020. And I don't see a way where you pay Malik Hooker before you pay Ryan Kelly. So I don't know really where the positives come. I'm just trying to find anything. And as far as 2020, a year where we do look like we're all in, the addition of Buckner, the addition of Phillip Rivers, I think this is an all-in year for the Colts. So maybe they want the most out of Malik this year. They want to put it back up against the wall, and they don't care if they lose him next year. Plus, Julian Blackman is coming off this ACL tear in the Pac-12 championship. He won't be ready in September of this season. He'll probably come back in November, but you don't need him to 
take over for Malik until 2021 when that would have been the start of his fifth season in the NFL. So it really doesn't make sense because when you draft a guy in the first round, one of the main positives is you get that fifth-year option out of him where you don't need to pay him after four years. So it is odd to me that they didn't want to exercise it because I really don't see the con. I don't see a pro in declining it, and I really don't see a con in giving him that fifth year and having him play two more seasons in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's very odd. And and the thing is, the back-against-the-wall theory is great. I think if it was a different situation, maybe, but not a rookie deal, the rookie deal makes it completely seem ridiculous to me. Because think about if you're Malik Hooker, and you've played – uh, obviously, you had the ACL injury, but you came back. You played relatively well. Not He hasn't been – I don't think he's lived up to what they thought he would be, but he hasn't been a trash can either. And they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option? That's going to affect him. Like, it's going to affect his – I think it's going to affect his play because mm-hmm. he's going to be like I, – I, he's got to be like, well, what? So, I, obviously, my future's not here. No, I totally agree with you, Jason. I'm just scratching and clawing looking for something because two and two doesn't equal four here. So I'm just looking through everything. And we were going back and forth for a few days here trying to find a positive in not exercising that fifth year because it's a rookie contract. It doesn't cost you that much. Malik Cooker has been, you could say, disappointing, but he hasn't been a total bust. He's still productive. He made that ridiculous play in week one against the Chargers last year. So he shows that range in flashes. And when you look at the metrics in targets in his area, he's not targeted that much or his area in his zone is not targeted that much. So it is very odd. And that's just something I'm throwing against the wall because I really don't see a concrete, well, this is obviously why they didn't do it. Or this is obvious. Like if you look at Chicago, there's an obvious reason why they didn't exercise the fifth year on Mitch Trubisky. But I don't see an obvious reason with Malik Cooker. Even though he's been disappointing, he hasn't been a total bust. And if you could get one more year of Malik in 2021 on a rookie contract, I would have signed up for it. Yeah, and I completely agree. I, now I'm looking at like everything, and I'm thinking, okay, well, if this is the scenario, then why didn't you trade him at the draft and get more pit? Like something is going on. It doesn't make any sense. Like if you weren't going to pick up that extra year, and you're only going to have him for one more year, you don't like him enough to give him the fifth year, then why not just trade him and get like? I mean, maybe we get a third and a fifth for him. Maybe we get a second for him. Maybe I mean. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you've got this valuable commodity that I'm sure other teams valued, and we don't value him enough to pick up his fifth-year option. I mean, this is a head-scratcher, Luke. I, I, and we've talked about this multiple times off-air. It just doesn't seem like a Chris Ballard move to me. It's very odd. It's very odd, and, I mean, we, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I don't see this being a positive at all. I don't think Malik Hooker is long for the Colts. If he plays this year, I think it'll be the last year. I don't think this is a restructure of the contract situation because they would have said – Ballard is the type of guy that said, you know, when they asked him, he would have straight up come out and said, we're working on a long-term deal. Yep. And you don't not exercise the fifth year. Even if you give him an extension, you still exercise it, and then you work on the extension. Or you just sign to the long-term before that. But we knew that was never the case because – why would Malik get extended before Ryan Kelly would get extended? That wouldn't have made any sense. No. 
none of this makes sense to me. And you're right. And they would have never they, – they're not going to give him a deal when they have all these guys they've got to pay. He would not be one of the first people I would pay, and that's not knocking him. But we have so many good players to great players that are going to come up for deals. Maybe – I mean, maybe that's it. They worked out the cap numbers, but that, I but just, it still doesn't make I, sense why they wouldn't offer sense. a fifth year. You offer the fifth year, and then maybe you look to trade him after this, or you look to trade him before 2021 if Julian Blackman's ready to take over and be the starting free safety. And then you're looking at the future numbers. Okay, we're not going to be able to pay him in 2022 because we have Leonard to pay, and we have Nelson to play, and we have that Buckner deal on the books. But in this current situation, why you wouldn't pick up the fifth year? The only thing I could really think of that would make any sense would be putting his back against the wall. Or maybe there's an attitude problem we don't know about. He did delete all his pictures off his Instagram. I didn't know what to make of that because that happened before the trade rumors came out. And also, he deleted all his Ohio State pictures. So the Colt variable got jumbled up with the Ohio State variable. Well, if the Colts are going to trade him, that doesn't make him mad at Urban Meyer and Day and all the people at Ohio State. So... That was odd to me, and I've never heard anything bad about Malik Hooker. I've never heard a bad word said about him within the Colts organization. Yeah, I mean, one other one other thing I want to point out, and I, I'm searching for reasons and things and variables that I haven't thought about. One thing that I thought of that might have something to do with this, maybe, is if you remember the first year Chris was here, when he came in, he had all of, of Chuck's – I mean, Grigson, he had all of his scouts. His first draft was done without his guys. And I'm starting to think that that first draft in his head, it was just a bomb, and he doesn't really – because I think that was – a lot of that was done with other scouts. And maybe Ballard thought he was getting one type of player – and Hooker is nothing like what he thought. But still, Chris Ballard is so good at his job. There's no way he uses a first-round pick on a guy that he's not 100% sold on, I don't think. Yeah, that's an interesting take because Ballard got the job on January 29th in 2017. You don't have the time. Think about it, This is a 365-day-a-year job, especially for this current Colts front office. And think about the With the Next Pick series and how much stock he puts into what his scouts and what his coaches say. If he came in and Chuck Pagano was going with this parade that he's the next Ed Reed because every safety he's ever coached has been the next Ed Reed. He got to Chicago, Eddie Jackson's the next Ed Reed. And no disrespect to any of these players. Eddie Jackson's a great player. Malik Hooker's a great player. But Ed Reed's Ed Reed. Ed Reed's in the Hall of Fame. There's only one Ed Reed. And he's made that comparison way too many times. He's so liberal with the comparison to Ed Reed. Yeah. So maybe he came in. Grigson scouts are still here. You're not going to fire an entire scouting department and coaching staff between January 29th and the second to last week of April when the draft takes place. So, I mean, and think about that. The Senior Bowl is that week of January. And think about how much Ballard has put into the Senior Bowl and how much work the Colts put in. They draft Senior Bowl guys every year. He got the job on January 29th. This year, the Senior Bowl, I think, was January 24th or January 25th. So you lost that entire week of Senior Bowl practices. Or Ryan Grigson's scouts were at those Senior Bowl practices. So 2017 was a tough year. It still wasn't a terrible draft class because you did have Chris Ballard making final decisions. But he moved right. Quincy Wilson this year to the Jets for a pick, for a sixth-round pick. Now we see this going on with Malik Hooker. Who knows? But I think you do bring up a good point because that draft wasn't a terrible draft. 
but I don't think it was a Ballard draft. If you look at 2019 and what he just put together in 2020, that draft does not stack up, especially the first and second round picks. That was also a draft he wasn't trading back like crazy because Ballard over the last couple of years, maybe he doesn't take Malik Cooker and he trades back to 23 and he acquires a bunch of picks because you look at the Nelson year in 2018, you look at the Rock year, this year he traded back a few times. He's loved trading back and acquiring picks. And he's also getting a feel for being a GM because he stepped right in and got thrown right into the fire in 2017. Now he's a little bit more time to get adjusted. Yeah, and I just think back to that draft. I mean, just as an example, and I've, I've brought him up a lot on the podcast, but I think it's a prime example of Chris Bauer seeing a mistake and dealing with it right away. Zach Banner, who's he's actually turned out to be a serviceable player. He's I think he's on the Steelers now. But that pick, he like as soon as Zach Banner showed up out of shape, he he was like, this was a mistake. And I think he was probably his scouts probably talked him into that pick because Chris Ballard, a lot of, like you said, he and we've seen on the show, he puts a lot of stock in what his scouts tell him. I think it had to do with the Zach Banner pick. I think it had to do with the Malik Hooker pick. Like I feel like it was under his umbrella of being a GM. But he was depending on people that he doesn't – I mean, that he didn't know, that he had no relationship with and could not have any trust in. And he didn't really have a choice because he was forced in – I mean, if we were, you remember correctly, Ursay didn't he sit around in his house for two months – or not two months, for like an extra month trying to make the decision? And he finally made the decision, but it was after the senior bowl. I mean, it was – so Ursay. Because well, you know, Ryan Gritty around. got fired, I think, on January 21st. Then a little over a week later, Ballard got hired on the 29th. But in the With the Next Pick series, Ballard says, we start with a big board in the fall of 2,500 guys. It's impossible right. to start with a big board of 2,500 guys on January 29th. That's just not possible. You have to start whittling that down in September, October, November throughout the college football season. So there's just no way that he was as satisfied with that draft. So I think you do bring up a good point because you look at the last couple drafts and that 2017 draft, and that 17 draft definitely doesn't belong in the same category of the last three years. Ed Dodds isn't here. I don't think Hogan was here. Like None of those guys, Morocco Brown, they weren't here yet. Ballard had to bring them all in. And then they had to learn the team, learn the system, learn the scheme, learn the. and then you had a whole new coaching staff come in in 2018. So, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and if you remember correctly, we were playing Chuck's defense too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah different scheme, everything. Yeah, I mean, we were playing that. We were playing a three-four defense. So we, I mean, I still think Ballard drafted some of these guys, knowing, I mean, like Anthony Walker, kind of knowing that that they weren't going to be playing a, a three-four for very long. But I mean, Malik Hooker is more of a like in the defense that we play now. Everyone has to be able to tackle, and everybody has to be a willing tackler. And he's not like you can. There's a lot of things you can say about him that are positive, and he's you know he's he's got great range. He's good getting to balls and stuff like that. But one thing that he's not good at is coming up and making tackles. He does. I mean, he's not very willing to do it, and he's not very good at it because the effort is not great. And so, I think he's watched that and he's realized, okay, this guy can't be. We can't have a free safety that doesn't tackle or doesn't want to tackle and is one-dimensional. I think that's got to be it based on the information we have. Yeah, but I still would say that it makes more sense to bring him back for that fifth-year option, and maybe you just don't have him on the field as much as he'd want to be on the field. But collecting all the information and kind of going over it together and 
talking our thought process out, I think that we are starting to connect some of the dots here onto what Ballard was thinking. I still personally would have given him the fifth year. You draft him in the first round, you get the fifth year out of him. But there's obviously a reason why the Colts did this. They're not just going to make it like everything Ballard does is calculated. He's not just going to do something to do it. Yeah. And listen, whatever it is, if Malik Hooker is going to be a part of this team in 2020, if it's an attitude, if it's if it's just he doesn't believe in him enough or whatever, he's not going to say it. He's not going to say anything to devalue the kid like he will. never. He's not that type of guy. Whatever happens, one, I don't think Malik Hooker is going to be here after this year. But two, I also don't think Chris Ballard's going to come out and be like, well, we wanted to, you know, I don't think you're going to get a real detailed reason for this. Uh, I'm sure they're going to ask him, but I don't think, like, whatever the real reason is, I don't think that he's going to say it. Yeah, but I do think it could help us with our connecting of the dots. If he says, listen, he didn't really fit our defense, then we will know, okay, he wanted a guy that was able to come up and tackle, and Julian Blackman, one of the best tacklers in this draft. And if we go back to the Colts Super Bowl team in 2006-2007, we had two safeties that were in this defense that were great tacklers in Bethay and Sanders. So maybe that's what Ballard wants. He doesn't want the ball hawk that's able to fly around and pick off passes, and he wants a guy who's able to come up and tackle, like Blackman will eventually be able to provide. And you're getting Blackman now where he's going to be able to ease himself in this year under Malik Hooker in November, December, and then next year he'll be hopefully full go in September, ready to take that starting job because it does not look like Malik Hooker will be a Indianapolis Colt in 2021. It would be very, very hard to see that happen now, gathering everything we've gathered and declining him of that fifth-year option in 2021. So we'll see what happens. The schedule hopefully comes out this week. We also have the part two of our two-part for the culture Q&A, and we are still supposed to have a player on from the 2020 draft, so we'll see how that goes right here on the For the Culture Podcast.